What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Facade. I am your host, Gavin J. Gallagher, and on this podcast, I explore the mental and emotional game, often playing out subconsciously, both in your mind and the mind of everyone else in the real estate or property investment market. The key to success in this game is to master your mindset and behavior, to take control of your thoughts, your emotions, and most importantly, your ego. Welcome to the show. Guys, real quick before we begin, just want to ask you a quick favor. If you can, please stop what you're doing and leave a review for the podcast. Whatever platform you're listening in on, if you can give us a five star or whatever the highest rating is, it would be fantastic. And even better, if you found it useful in any way, please write that down on a very brief review if that's possible. It makes such a difference to how the podcast is received out there and pushed out on various platforms. That's all, nothing else to ask. Now let's get on with the show. What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Facade. I was speaking with a couple of people in the last couple of days and they told me that they are listeners to the podcast. So I would like to say a quick hello to a couple of old friends. You know who you are. And uh, it was just nice to know that you guys are listening in to the podcast. Another thing that I wanted to do is um, extend a warm welcome to some of the listeners who are listening in from much further afield. Now, I get a daily email sent in to me and it is just a quick email on how the podcast is performing in all these different markets. And to my amazement, in the last couple of days, I received... Uh, an email and it said that I was now charting in Mexico, Turkey, Belgium and Slovakia. Now, naturally that got me thinking like, who is listening to the podcast in those countries? I mean, what I'm assuming is it's uh, an English speaking person living there, maybe passing through on holiday or something like that. But I'm super curious. So I would be really grateful if you are in one of those four countries and you are a listener to the podcast, I'm just really interested to hear, like, are you living there permanently? Were you just passing through on holiday? Send me a quick DM on Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever. Um, My handle, as always, Gavin J. Gallagher. And just be really grateful if you could drop me a line, let me know exactly what you're doing uh, in those places. And just how did I come up on the radar if you are not, you know, sort of from the Irish or the UK market? This week's episode is going to be a brief one, and it's going to be a break from the interviews that I've been doing over the last couple of weeks. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on in the office market, and I thought I would address it because this is the market that I'm operating in. And so it's um, there's no secret that it has been challenging times for the last while. So I'm going to go into a little bit of that and just explain to you guys exactly what I'm seeing, which is quite confusing. Um, You know, it's very hard to make a decision, an investment decision, when things are in such flux. And so I'm going to just outline what I'm seeing at the moment and what myself and my colleagues are struggling with. So the first thing that we're struggling with at the moment is obviously interest rates have increased. And with the increase in interest rates, what that has done is that has cooled the market a little bit first of all. But second of all, it's pushed up interest rates and that means payments, quarterly payments are much higher than they were even just a year ago or whatever. But what's worse is that at the same time that this is happening, there is a the, the interest rate hike has cooled 
the technology market and the technology world. And what that is doing is is causing a lot of these big firms to actually lay off people. And when they've laid off people, naturally they need less space. And so they're not renting the amount of space that they would have before. And if they have excess space, having just laid off people, they are now trying to, you know, find a person to kind of come along and rent that space. And that is now creating all this additional space on the market. So it's it's not great. Um, what we call this space, so let me just explain. There are two types of space that come onto the market. You have got the official vacancy space, and that is when a landlord gets the office back from the tenant. The tenant has decided to exercise a break or their lease has come to an end. And when the lease comes to an end, they say, here you go, Mr. Landlord, you can have back your space. That is now officially in the landlord's hands. And when the landlord puts that back on the market for, to, you know, to find a, a renter or somebody like that, it is on the market for rent. Now, at the same time, you have got all these big companies, like to use an example, Facebook, LinkedIn, like there's lots of these big, big tech firms, but link, uh, we'll say Facebook is the is the one at the moment that comes to mind because they leased a huge amount of space in the Balls Bridge area of Dublin. And I think they took 350,000 square foot of space in Fibonacci Square. And that 350,000 square foot of space they you know they signed for it they're committed to it i think they pay 35 million a year in rent or something like that and what is now happening is that space they is surplus to their needs they do not need that space but they're committed to it for long term so what are they doing they're putting it back on the market to rent we call this gray space that is it's not officially uh, vacant space because it is rented to Facebook, but Facebook have now put it on the market to rent to somebody else, some other tech firm they would like to come in and rent it from them. So that is grey space. So at the moment, we currently have vacant space from the landlords and grey space from the tenants sitting, competing with one another. And so that is a problem. And at the moment, from the last conversation I had with our advisors, they said there is something in the region of 6 million square feet of vacant space, whether it's grey space or whether it's this, you know, officially um, unrented space. And that is a lot of space to be sitting on the market. That is a massive overhang. And it's probably going to take maybe two years before that gets kind of taken up. And a lot of that space may not even ever get taken up because some of it in that two in that six million number there's quite a few pieces of property in there that are old and probably will struggle to rent if at all now the second thing that we have that's causing a challenge is that you know we're now beyond the covid pandemic and what has happened during covid was that everyone figured out how to do this hybrid working work from home and you know using using Zoom and all of these different sort of virtual meeting kind of methods. And people's habits have changed and employers have gotten used to this. And so there is, we are now in a situation where the confusion has been caused because at the moment you have employers, they rent, they have an office that they rented. They used to do five days a week in this office. And now 
instead of doing five days a week, their tenants are maybe coming in for three days a week. Or maybe I've even heard of some tenants just doing two days a week. And so what does that mean? That means these guys have got surplus space some of the week and then what they need the rest of the week. So those tenants are confused. They don't know what to do. They're thinking to themselves, what are we doing with all of this vacant space on Monday and Friday, we'll say? Why don't we just reconfigure the office? Everyone moves to, say, hot desks. And so we'll only need half the amount of space and people can come in at different times. The problem is people still want to come in midweek and they want to take Monday and Friday off. And that seems to be the habit that has built up. Certainly you see it on the roads with traffic and things like that. And so it means that on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, you've got the office actually overcrowded. And the rest of the week, then it is completely undercrowded. So there's confusion around that. And also nobody knows how long this is going to last for. I mean, there's, there will be some people out there who believe that this is just the new world, that we are never going to go back to five days a week in the office. And, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for it. It could well be the case. Certainly some industries have adapted better than others. I've heard, though, professional firms like architects and engineers and stuff, those guys will not be going back, will not be changing the way they've always done it. And that is because young people, graduates, um, they need constant training in order to you know, move forward with their careers. If you're working at home for three or four days of the week, you're just not going to learn the same as the people that are in the office. And so because of that, in fact, the people that took two years off, uh, well, nobody took two years off, but the, the, the two years that was caught up in the pandemic, anyone who spent two years in the pandemic, what a lot of professional firms are noticing now is that those people that spent two years at home, that their careers have been somewhat stifled by this and that the new people that are two years behind them in age are actually at the same level of them in terms of expertise because they're back in the office and they're getting exposure. So this is really interesting. And it means that there's still a debate there as to which way it's going to move forward. And because of that, nobody really is prepared to make any commitments. They don't know how much space do we need because you don't know a year from now will it have changed, two years from now will it have changed because when you're signing a lease, if you're a big employer and you're signing a lease on an office building, these are usually 10, 15 year leases. So you're not going to enter into a 15 year lease when there's such uncertainty. So that is another issue that we're dealing with. And then the final issue that we're really struggling with, and this is something that just this week I've been having meetings about. Uh, I've talked before many times on this podcast about ESG and sustainability, and it's something I'm passionate about. But it's also something that I'm still learning, all the time learning. And what I can say is the industry is in a great deal of flux about all this. Now, I had a meeting this week with our professional team. We were talking about, you know, what to do with a particular building that's in our portfolio. And we have been scratching our heads what to do. We're kind of in this, this strange position where... We, wanna, we want to take action, but we don't know what to do because everything is changing so much. Now, these professionals that came in to meet with us during the week, they were explaining that the advice that they were giving just 18 months ago 
is no longer the same advice that they would be giving today. And so the whole industry is kind of flipped. And what was happening in the past, when you were looking at a, a new building, like we have older buildings in our portfolio. And what we want to do is, you know, bring them up to a certain standard so that they'll rent very easily in this market. Because we're competing with brand new buildings. Now, brand new buildings may achieve a higher rent, but we are, we're always going to be an option for companies that don't want to pay that very, very high rent. So they come to us, but they still have certain needs. And those needs up until recently were that you know, the energy performance of the building. So you would get a badge like a lead gold or a lead platinum, or you would get Briam. Uh, there's outstanding and there's Briam excellence. And there's, there's all of these different certifications that you can give your building. You go out and you pay for this, and it is based on the number of PV cells in the roof and the emissions that your building gives off and how much water is conserved and all of these different things. And then on top of that, you have the, in, Irish, in the Irish market, you have the BEOR, that's the Building Energy Rating. And in the UK market, you have the EPC, the Energy Performance Certificate. Those are typically an A or a B or a C or a D or whatever. So if you're, if you're in a house, your house is really old, like a kind of a Georgian house, it's probably going to be a, you know, a G or an E or an F or something like that. If you're in a brand new building, like the, the houses that we're building at the moment are all A-rated houses. But with buildings, it's similar. And so we have a building in our portfolio that is currently either a D or a C, and we need to bring that up either to a B or an A. And we've been just trying to decide which one is you know, most appropriate. And some people will say it has to be A, but other people will say, if you're not going to get the rent, then why would you move it to an A? Because you're competing with brand new buildings versus dated, well, we'll not say dated, but last generation buildings. And so there's an argument for not going the full hog on your refurb and instead just going for, say, a B rating. These are the things that have been discussed in the past, but now we're looking at even more changes. And so, um, like recently I was reading about NZEB buildings. So that is near zero energy buildings. But that is about to give way to ZEB, zero emission buildings. And so this is all about the decarbonization and the reduced uh, carbon footprint and all this kind of stuff. But what's super confusing is um, these guys were explaining to us that there is now, there's a, there's a building that's quite recently built, we'll say three or four years old, and it is, it was given a LEED Platinum badge, which means it's the highest energy, you know, sustainability rated, rating that you can get on your building. And having said all that, the way the building has been used and the amount of energy that it produces, that, it, that is required to run the building, that it is now deemed that that building is quickly approaching a stranding date. And a stranding date is the point at which it's no longer sort of viable as a building for, um, for your investment. And so this was very unusual. And this is because of a thing called the energy use intensity. And this is a, a metric now that is being used. And it is, it's the EUI. And it is usually, it's the energy consumption of the building per floor area unit. And so here in the Irish market, we're probably going to be using kilowatt hour per meter squared. 
Now, if this is all very confusing, it's confusing to us as well. Um, but what was really interesting is this new building that is LEED Platinum, so it has the badge for the highest sustainability. But because it's got all of the this you know equipment that tenants like to get, like to have, it actually has a huge amount of energy usage. And because of that, it is actually deemed that it will approach its stranding date quite soon, which was a complete shock to us. And by comparison, an old, much, much older building that doesn't even have air conditioning is further away from its stranding date because it has much, much lower energy usage. Now, having said all that, it's probably still going to be difficult to rent because of its age and things like that. But stranded assets is a big, big issue in this market now. And that is because the cost of refurb is often greater than the value of the building after the refurb is complete. And so it is stranded. It's effectively, you can't do anything with it. And so people that are sitting on assets that are potentially going to end up in a stranded situation, they're now looking at a major you know, devaluation of those assets. So it's quite a concerning situation. So it makes it very difficult to predict what to do. Like, do you rush in and go and do something and make a big, big investment in your building and then find that the market has once again shifted direction and it's no longer looking at that. It's no longer, not, no longer looking at badges, no longer looking at energy usage. It's looking at some other item. And so you've made this big investment and suddenly now you're looking at something else. So a lot of flux and a lot of indecision around what is the right thing to do. And if you don't know what to do, then you simply sit on your hands because you could make a big, big investment and it just, it was the wrong decision. And then you've spent your money and you don't have any way of recovering that. So big dilemma, a lot of issues out there. And, you know, I'm not suggesting that I have the answers by any means. I'm just letting you know some of the things that are causing confusion in the market. The jury is still out. Anyway, thanks for taking the time to listen in this week uh, or indeed to watch if you're looking in on YouTube. I'm going to be bringing back my first return guest uh, next week. I'm actually interviewing tomorrow, uh, Mr. Adam Lawrence. Now, Adam is from Birmingham. He's a big residential landlord in the UK. And I spoke to Adam about two years ago um, and on episode number 48. I'll put a link down below. But for those of you watching on YouTube, I'll actually put a link to the, I'm going to put out what I call my Rewind series. And that is going to be where you can actually watch the interview. I never published that video before. So that's it, guys. Short episode this week. Thanks for tuning in and I will catch you next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Behind the Facade. If you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes, please connect with me via the Facebook group that is called Behind the Facade Community. Alternatively, you will find me on social media. My handle is Gavin J. Gallagher. You can stay up to date with all of my content and the various projects I'm working on over on my website, GavinJGallagher.com. And while you're there, please do add your name to the join my tribe thing over on the right hand side. This will ensure you're kept up to date via my weekly newsletter. All of these links are in the show notes below. That's all for now. I will see you guys in the next episode.